Hello and welcome to another episode of Superhero Discussions. My name is Travis Hines, Travis underscore 156, and today I'm going to talk about the pilot for Stargirl, a new show on the DCU and the CW. Um, first of all, I want to say that I watched this at the DCU. Not going to say how Canadian watched it on the DCU, but let's just say I got the job done. It was the 53-minute cut. I'm told that there's a 40-minute or 42-minute cut that's going to be on the CW, which is a little interesting to me. I'm wondering what they're going to cut out. Uh, but I'm just going to get into the 53-minute DCU, DC Universe uh, Stargirl episode. And I just got to say, like, right off the bat, I really, really, really enjoyed this episode. I really liked the show. And that's surprising to me. Honestly, I thought it wasn't going to be good. I really went in thinking, I'm not going to enjoy this. Uh, I thought it would be for a younger audience. I thought that it wouldn't be for me. And if I'm being completely honest with you guys, uh, ever since Arrow ended, I've been really down on the DCCW, which is really odd for me because... Uh, I've been waving the DCCW flag since Arrow Season 1 and into Flash. I can't tell you guys how many times I've rewatched Arrow and Flash uh, episodes and even Supergirl episodes, like, multiple times. I can't even count how many times I've watched Arrow or Flash, uh, especially the first few seasons of The Flash and pretty much the entirety of Arrow. Uh, but this is just it's so unique. It's movie quality in my opinion uh has a great cast arguably uh the parents are like high level a actors or were high level actors amy smart was in so much that i've seen growing up she was in so many different things and same thing with luke wilson he was like the lead in uh oh my god he was the lead in the comedy Old School. I can't believe I almost forgot what Old School was for a second there. But yeah, it's just a fantastic cast. And I simply couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. And like right off the bat, the oh, I'm going to do spoiler warning. Spoilers. Going to get into a bit of spoilers for this. Fantastic opening scene with Starman and the JSA losing. Um, I couldn't believe like the, the shots, the, the fight. What a perfect way to open it up, just to show the Justice Society to take on the Injustice Society. Uh, Smart, didn't expect to see that. Uh, Starman was awesome and had a few quips even while dying. Uh, and the cosmic staff looked amazing, the stuff that he was doing with it. Uh, the Injustice Society looked hella creepy too, really scary. Uh, you got the Wizard, Sportsmaster, Brainwave, Tigress, uh, Salman Grundy, Icicle. Icicle seems to be the leader, which would kind of go together with what we've seen from Smallville. Icicle's son, I think, uh, goes after the JSA members in Smallville. It's been a long time since I've seen that, but I think that's what happens. And here, Icicle is clearly the main guy, uh, the main big bad. Uh, the family dynamics in this, I love them. I, I, I couldn't be more impressed with them. Uh, poor Pat, say poor Luke, Luke Wilson, Pat. Uh, Courtney doesn't 
particularly enjoy him uh, at first. And the same thing with uh, his son. Uh, kind of don't listen to him very much. <laughs> but uh, he's just doing the right thing, it seems like. But there do seem to be some mysteries. I have some questions. Basically, how he ended up meeting Barbara. And how that all came about. Did uh, Starman tell Pat about Courtney? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so from just the pilot, but we could be wrong about that. Uh, well, I could be wrong about that. Jeez, uh, what else is there that uh, Pat was tracking the Injustice Society? I love that too. Really enjoyed. That's how he met Courtney by uh, Barbara by being being in uh, Blue Valley, which you know. I just got to say, as a Canadian, um, the people of Blue Valley are nicer than any group of people I've ever seen. Although, if I'm being honest, when I go on walks now during this quarantine time and we pass people, me and the girlfriend, uh, a lot of people are waving and saying hello and hi. And <laughs> that still takes me back a little bit. Uh, normally, before this all went, you get one in every... Maybe 10 people saying hi or waving to you if you pass them in a park or on a trail. But now, honestly, post-pandemic, uh, it seems like every person is saying hello or waving to you or nodding. Uh, they aren't as cheerful and joyful and loud as the people of Blue Valley, but it's still fun to see. Uh, I think it's a Canadian stereotype, stereotype on steroids. But still, I, I had a nice giggle from that. Uh, I enjoyed the school dynamics. I don't know what's going on in that school. I'm pretty sure uh, Brainwave's son went up to the girl and I want to say he called her a slut. I think he did. Or he called her something along those lines. And after she had any pictures on her phone, like, I, I never had lunch, uh, like, lunch in school growing up. I think that was one of the things I was deprived, or maybe not deprived of, as seeing from these dynamics. We never had to go into a lunch room, lunch hall, or dining hall, and sit down, pick a table, find people to sit at. We just went home. I could throw a rock from my house and hit the school, so uh, we went home for dinner all the time. And my mother would have something cooked, so I never had to worry about cafeteria food or... Uh, where to sit, if I was sitting with the cool kids or not. I could just go home and uh, eat dinner right quick, eat lunch right quick, and then basically play GameCube with my younger brother or watch a bit of TV before I had to go back to school. Uh, pretty cool, if you ask me. I really enjoyed that. Uh, this whole uh, sitting in the lunchroom and picking tables and all that, that seems like pretty terrible to me <laughs> thinking about having to do that growing up uh, but yeah those kids were dicks and they didn't get in trouble that's what was weird to me uh, Courtney got in trouble for standing up for that girl and I think something's up with the gym teacher I think the gym or the teacher that tells her where to sit I think she is Tigress I think all the Injustice Society are just planted in Blue Valley I don't know why I think we'll learn more about that but I just thought that was the school felt weird to me. 
the, the, the adults in the school felt weird to me. And those kids sitting at that table, they're definitely going to be the mem- new members like of the Justice Society that we've seen. Their, co- their costumes have been leaked. They definitely are like the new members. Maybe they're kids or relatives of the old old Justice Society, or maybe they're not. Uh, really curious about that. Like I, like I said, I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed this episode. That was fantastic, and even the action. Courtney as a gymnast. I think that's perfect. I haven't read the Stargirl comics, so I'm sure that's what it's based on. I'm sure she was a gymnast in the comics as well. I'm gonna have to start reading them after watching this episode. She was being basically a little shit to bat until she got the cosmic staff. I thought that scene was very cool of her first finding the picture of the the, the Justice Society and then finding the staff. Uh, That was awesome. The whole scene of her like dealing with the bullies and the staff basically has a mind of its own, very similar to me to Doctor Strange's cloak that he has on. Uh, it has a mind of its own. It it seems like it's laughing, and Courtney just wanted to let the tires out of the car, and instead the, the staff blew it up. So, uh, I love to see the I love the training, the little bit of training uh, that she had. I'm big on that. If anyone even had listened to any of the podcasts before, like Oliver training Mia, uh, Flash training Nora. I, I just enjoy that. I, I like seeing the heroes train. It just gives me more faith. It makes me believe in them a mo- bit more as it makes their character more believable. Whereas you have somebody like Earth One Laurel who basically picks up a nightstick after a few self-defense classes and is fighting bad guys. I, I, I just don't even mind getting into that. That's completely on a tangent here. But yeah, really enjoyed it. Uh, really interested to see how Pat and Courtney's relationship develops after she found the cosmic staff and came back. Pat told her about the Justice Society, told her about being Stripesy, which is a terrible name for a hero. Uh, super terrible name. But you can see them getting a bit closer. She goes off to train with the cosmic staff, and then while she's flying, Brainwave attacks, attacks her, throwing tired at her. I don't think he's get, I don't think he's destroyed from her little incident with him and now he's seeing her face. So I'm assuming eventually the Justice Society's going uh, Injustice Society's going to learn about her unless he is destroyed. I don't think he would be destroyed that quickly, although they did destroy all the Justice Society in 3 minutes. So I could be wrong about that. Uh but he seems to be able to generate force fields. Uh so, I'm assuming he protected himself from that explosion. Uh, he called Icicle before he went to confront her, and Icicle told him to stay, like, sit tight, and he definitely didn't. Uh, you could tell that was Icicle that he was talking to because of the way he was breathing, and you could see the cold coming out from his mouth. Uh, that showdown with Brainwave was cool. There wasn't much fighting going on, but I've already seen enough action. I thought it was perfect amount of action in this pilot episode. Uh, at the end, we see Pat shows up in Stripe, the robot, and it looks amazing. 
uh, like I said, these effects, this whole thing is very high level. Like, I was very impressed with the quality. Seems to be a bit higher than your average CW show. Seems like the streaming service has sunk a bit of money into it. And rightfully so, this is a perfect, perfect show that'll hit a demographic that Arrow, Black Lightning don't hit. Maybe even, I'm not sure about Batwoman. I'm not quite caught up. But it seems like a perfect show that is not hitting any of the demographic that most of the CW shows are after. Uh, and, I, and I can completely understand why DCU put this on CW. Because DCU is an ex exclusive streaming service to the U.S. And this show needs to be seen by as many people as possible. So you get this out here to a cable company like CW. Uh, a lot of people around the world are going to get to see this. And that's just going to put more attention on it. It won't grow subscribers to the service, but also you're getting the 13, well, 10 to 13 minute extra cut of every episode. Well, I hope you do anyway, uh, which still makes it worth it as DCU people, subscribers. Um, really interested to see what happens next episode. Couldn't be more excited. And I did pick up a one little Easter egg was the Action Movers nod to Action Comics with the design on, on the moving truck. I thought that was a really cool little nod. That's the only Easter egg I picked up. So if anyone wants to share some more with me, if you've seen them, uh, please don't hesitate to write me. Um, yeah, so that was the pilot. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed it. I was going into it pretty skeptical. So I've been burned before and like the flashes season six has not been good uh legends got rid of my favorite character it, it's it's been a little bit tough for me with the cw's post-crisis so this is a breath of fresh air i know it's on earth too we got that in crisis at the end of crisis but still even that i'm just excited uh excited to see what happens next yeah so that was Stargirl. Uh, I couldn't be more excited from it. And, um, yeah, uh, can't wait for episode two. Uh, anyone got any thoughts? Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Travis underscore 156. You can drop me a line and we can chat about this or pretty much anything superhero related. Thanks, guys.